Previously on the Ron Van Dam Show. I don't even know what my toes look like. Guys don't really care about that stuff. They said they were having a good time. We will stand out on the lawn on Saturday and wait for the spacecraft to take us to the other planet. You're welcome. And now, today's episode. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Thank you. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird, if you like that sort of thing. My mother always taught me to say please and thank you, all at the same time, so that confused me. When you say please and thank you all at the same time, it comes out very sarcastic and cynical. You know, like, uh, could you open the car door for me, please? Thank you. That doesn't work. Thank you, please. I had that backwards. Oh, I can't do with this. I try to be polite, but it doesn't work. Well, I do what I can, right? And you do what you can, which apparently isn't enough. Welcome to the program. This is where we examine the reason for living, and we still haven't come up with anything. <laughs> but we're trying, man. We're trying so hard. How are you today? You're looking good. Would you shower yesterday, huh? Your hair looks good. Somehow. I'm not... No. No, no, no. I've reached the age where my nose hair is longer than the hair on my head, and my ear hair is catching up quickly. I don't know how that happened. It happened overnight. I woke up in the morning, and all of a sudden, (laughs) the hair was growing out of all the places that I didn't want it to grow out of, and it stopped growing in the places that I wanted it to grow out of. That's the um, <laughs> that's the beauty of old age. Things start happening the opposite way of the way that you've learned that you like it. That that's the way it goes, huh? Right, huh? Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to have bologna and cheese sandwiches every day for years, and then one day I woke up and I said, "I don't want that anymore." What What happened? What was it? An, an epiphany? An epiphany? An epiphany? That's like Oprah's aha moment. See, Oprah uses aha differently than I do. Oprah's aha moment is like uh, someone says something and she goes, aha, and she realizes something and works off of that. That's Oprah's aha moment. Mine is, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. That's my uh aha moment. When someone's talking to me and I don't really care what they're saying, but uh, I want to appear somewhat interested, I go, "Uh uh-huh, 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 yeah, uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. That's my uh aha moment. See, same word, totally different. I'll tell you about something interesting that happened to me yesterday, and then I'll get out of your way. (laughs) I was in a restaurant. And I was sitting at the bar, which is where, you know, if you're going to go into a restaurant by yourself, you sit at the bar, whether you have a drink or not, you can always have a Coke or something. Or a Shirley Temple. I don't know. Did did Shirley Temple not drink? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, millennials and Generation P's and W's. 
Uh, Shirley Temple was a child actress and then um, did other things. I think she got politically involved as well and all that kind of stuff, but uh, Shirley Temple was, was a big name. But unfortunately, or, or fortunately, uh, they, they used her to name a drink that's non-alcoholic. She was the first non-alcoholic drink. And you may say she was a fantastic actress or, or like an iconic uh, actress back in the, at the turn of the century, well, like the 1930s or 40s or 50s or something. Uh, but um, she's better known as the first uh, non-alcoholic drink. And, uh, you know, I'm, I say if you're going to go down in history for something, might as well be alcohol-related. Anyway, uh, so Shirley, Shirley Temple. And her last name was Temple, and I don't think she was Jewish. I'm not too sure, but I don't know. Back then, you didn't know. It would have been fitting if she was Jewish. Shirley Temple? Mmm, that makes sense. Anyway, um, so I'm sitting in a bar, and I'm um, enjoying my lunch, and a few stools down is a lady. I can't describe her because I didn't look at her because when you're sitting at a bar, you'd have to turn to the side to look at people, and I don't care to do that. I face forward, man. I have no reason to look at other people. (laughs) But I hear her voice, and that's all she is to me. So anyway, she's a middle-aged woman, I guess. I have no idea. I never worked in a carnival and guessed people's age or weight or anything. I think I can guess their weight. Their age is difficult, though. So this lady calls the bartender over, which is another female, and she says to the bartender, uh, how long has this uh, restaurant uh, been here? And (sighs) this is the weird part. The bartender looks at her watch for a second and then says, about 10 years. I, I, I was floored. I found that to be one of the most interesting incidents I had seen in a long time. (laughs) how long has this place been here you look at your watch and you say 10 years oh my god actually i think she said i want to say 10 years which means that she was still estimating based on looking at her wrist i i I can't figure that out at all let's see what time is it one o'clock uh 10 i want to say 10 years then if it was two o'clock, I'd say twelve years, but it's one o'clock, so I want to say I want to say ten years. <laughs> it made me like pretty much, um, yeah. Uh, you know, when your milk come, you know, you're drinking milk in, in school, and someone says something funny, and the milk comes up through your nose. That ever happened to you? Okay. Well, Shirley Temple came through my nose. Anyway. Uh, actually it was a beer, but anyway, uh, which I don't like by the way, but it's cheap. So I have that, but that was a strange incident. And, and I, I, that's See, this is what I love about life is just observing other people and about the stupid crap that they do. It's so engaging. I love it. It just, it makes me titter. I mean, well, that doesn't sound right. It makes me laugh a little bit. The other thing she said, which I've talked about frequently because it annoys me so much, is uh, instead of answering a question, uh, people uh, people go, I want to say, I want to say, but you can't? Is that what it is? I mean, uh, do you have some type of a a tongue impediment? You want to say it, but you can't quite do it? 
So how long has this restaurant been here? I want to say 10 years, but I can't say that because my my mouth won't say 10 years. It's a speech impediment that I have. I can't say the word 10. I want to say 10, but I can't. Well, you just said 10. Oh, wow, I guess I can say 10 now. Ask me again. How long has this restaurant been here? 10 years. Hey, you did it. You didn't say I want to say. You didn't put your answer in the form of a question. Uh, uh, that always confused me about Jeopardy. Here's the answer. What's the question? Why are we doing this? That's the, that's, that's the question. <laughs> because Merv Griffin came up with the concept and made it a TV show that was quite successful. That's why we're doing this. Okay. All right, fine. Because people don't talk like that normally, where they make a statement and the other person has a question. I'm only 30 years old. What's the question? Why are you lying to me, and how do you lie to me all the time? I don't know. I watched Jeopardy yesterday. They were having their wild card championships. I'm still trying to figure out what that means. That went on for a couple of months. I think they've run out of contestants because they seem to be doing these special contestants from the past kind of deal. Is nobody, uh, <laughs> have they exhausted all all the fairly smart people in the country? I think they have. Now they have to bring back the ones that were on before and put them into competition again. <laughs> it's kind of pitiful in a way that <laughs> I literally think they ran out of smart people. And I don't know if you have to be smart. You just have to retain the information. What is smart, by the way? What is smart? Smart is opening yourself up to uh, new information and uh, facts of of a sort, but to retain them. I went to a, a play at a theater in Boston a couple of weeks ago. And the play uh, sucked the raw one, which is my way of saying it wasn't all that good. Perhaps the phrase sucked the raw one probably isn't the best one to use, but it got your attention and it got you to stop what you're doing and falling asleep while I'm doing this show. It was not a good play. There were about four or five people in the play, four or five characters, and they acted rather well. It's just that the play sucked. What are you going to do? It's not, it's, it's not the performances per se, which it really is, but it's the fact that these people memorized every single word in the play. And when it's a two-character play, as boring as that is, it's amazing how these actors remember their lines. How, can, how did they do that? Well, maybe you can act, but we're really looking for somebody that can remember what to say when they're on the stage. I can act really well, but I can't remember anything. What's your name again? That's me. I've never been able to remember anything. I mean, I have. But to study lines in a play, to read a book, and then recite the first uh, 10 or 20 pages perfectly, 
I can't do that. And I would say normally, who can do anything like that? Who could do something like that? Actors. Actors. Television actors, not so much. Not so much. They stop a lot, and then they reshoot. And they say, what's my line again? What's my line? And and they have cue cards, the whole bit. So television actors, okay, not really. But on a stage where you have to memorize your lines... That's amazing to me. That's the awesome part of theater. Not television, not movies, but stage theater. To remember that many lines, word by word, it's, a, it's a, an extraordinary feat. By the way, if you have a foot fetish, you would say the same thing. Honey, you have extraordinary feet. They're spelled differently. That's the difference. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. Have you ever stopped to think about something like that? No, you haven't. That's why I do this show. Because no, you haven't. I have. You haven't. I'll take all the, uh, the overworking brain uh, part, and you just sit there and listen to me. And I'll introduce these things that have gone through my brain that you didn't really ever think of or ever want to. But you find them somewhat interested and fascinating nonetheless. Next time you go to a stage play, play if you ever do, um, give that a shot and wonder how, how do they do that? How do they remember all those lines? There's nobody telling them the lines. And if they get a line wrong, you would think that there'd be some kind of hesitation on somebody's part to kind of cover it up or something like that. But they don't do that. They, they, they know their lines perfectly. That, that is an incredible thing. Incredible. The memory thing. Some people have it, some people don't. You know what I've learned in life? Did you ask me? Oh, I'm asking you. Do you know what I learned in life? No, Ron, what'd you learn? Thanks. All right, thank you very much. God. It's like pulling cheese out of a refrigerator. I don't think that's the phrase. It's like pulling teeth. That's the one. What have I learned in life? That everybody has a special thing that they do really well and almost instinctively. They just they can do it in their sleep. They're really good at it. But everything else, they suck at it. And uh, it's true. Look at yourself. You do, you do some things really, really well, don't you? Other things, I can't do that. I just, I don't know how, it, I don't know how they do that. I can't do that. And it's not everybody with the same talents and the same I can't do it's. It's, it's all varied. Like what I can't do, you do really well. What you do really well, I can't do. What I do really well, you definitely can't do. So what do we do in life? We worry about the things that we can't do well. And we, we, we try to be able to do everything well. Give it up, man. It ain't worth it. No one can do everything well. Nobody. And if you think they can, they really can't. They make it look like they can, but they have no freaking idea about what they're doing. You got to polish and appreciate the things that you do really well and harp on those. Let those be your, your shining moments because no one can do everything well. Not even Trump. He says he does, but we all know he can't. 
Let's not be delusional about this. Let's, let's relish and bathe in our successes. And the things that we don't do well, don't do them anymore. Einstein, stop trying to do things that you can't do well. And I say this to students as well, and I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway because this is what I do. Kids, if you're bad at a certain subject in school, don't sweat it. Just pass it. Just get through it. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't have to excel at that. If you're not good at history, you're just not interested in history, you're not good at it, you, you can't, then forget it. Just, just get through it and forget it. I'm not good at math. Okay. Got a calculator? Yeah. You're good. I mean, what the hell do you want from me? I told you a couple of shows ago, I, I failed geometry once in middle school and I had to take it a second time and then I just passed it. It was okay. So, <laughs> it was slap me on the ass or something. I mean, come on. Come on. Cut it out. You concentrate on what you do well. And you stick to that because that makes you feel good. That makes you feel accomplished. It makes you feel like you, you're worth. And people actually say to you, you know, you do that really well. Great. Great. That's your thing. Stop trying to be stuff that you really are not comfortable with. Don't you know yourself by now? Do I have to introduce you? You should know yourself by now. If you're listening to this show, you should know yourself by now. Embrace what you are. Dismiss what you're not. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that was pretty educational in a way. I, I didn't mean to be educational, but it was pretty educational. It was quite revealing. Uh, <laughs> we'll take a commercial break. We come back. Uh, we're going to talk to my guest. Uh, I will be honest with you. I'm a little bit over uh, 20 years old. And I don't know my guest, and I don't know the names of the similar artists that my guest is in the field of. I'm I'm hip hop a little bit, rap. Sorry, I just don't follow that. So you're naming names that I don't know, like um, Buddy T and Ice Cream W and. Bobby Bob, I, I don't know who you are. Why, why are you using those names? Don't you have a name? Do you have to make up little things and put initials in front of it? And like um, Staple P, uh, I don't know. Now you're just naming objects and putting uh, uh, an initial after it. I, I, don't, I don't quite understand what you're doing here. I really don't. I'm not getting it. All right. But anyway, my guest joins us right after this. Give the gift that says, I love you. The gift that says, happy birthday. The gift that says, get well soon. The gift that says, you're the reason I went into the priesthood. The gift that says, congratulations on not getting indicted. The gift that says, I want to cover you in warm chocolate pudding. The gift that says, good luck in clown college. The gift that says, thanks for removing my unsightly wart. The gift that says, sorry about giving you food poisoning. The gift that says, I'll see you in hell. The gift that says, remember the good times we had in prison. The gift that says, I want to make sweet love to you on the white sand beaches of Rio while your hot cousin watches. 
The gift that says thank you for the kidney. The gift that says you deserve all the best, but this will have to do. The gift that says thanks, Jesus. Whatever you want to say, you can say it beautifully with a timeless gift from Phyllis Gorman's House of Macaroni Art on Route 94 just past the Rotary, across from Sweaty Palmer's Adult Emporium. Dougie Fresh joins us. He's uh, with Hip Hop Hall of Fame, inductee, of course, and co-founder of Hip Hop Public Health. And uh, Deanna Zuber with Bear is here as well. Uh, thanks for being with us today on the program. Uh, we're talking about taking... Thank you for having us. Oh, pleasure. We're talking about uh, health and well-being. Is this specifically targeted at a certain age group? All age no. groups. You know. All age groups, yep. Uh-huh. Uh, I, in, in my travels, I find that the, uh, the younger generation, like teenage through maybe 30, doesn't, uh, visit, uh, their, uh, primary care or have testing or annual checkups, uh, really much at all, if at all, uh, that, is that, is that what you find as well? Yeah, you could take it, Deanna. Yeah, know. well, I... I think it really starts with understanding your body and looking for signs. And, you know, I know from the younger generation, we tend to look to our elders and our parents and our families who, you know, really set the example Mm -hmm. for the younger generation. Um, And it also starts with just America in general and what, you know, things like Bear is doing to try to help bring screenings and education to Americans to ensure that they have healthcare access. So they can get those screenings and help detect um, and reduce hidden risks to save them and their loved ones. Yeah. Now, for example, you actually, um, Deanna, you actually went through a personal experience uh, as far as this is concerned. Yes. And, you know, as a busy single mom working full time on the go, like most, (laughs) a lot of us, um, I was ignoring my symptoms and brushing them off as stress and fatigue. And I think that's something that we all naturally do. Yes. I was experiencing dizziness, loss of balance, blurred vision in my right eye, weakness on my left side, oh. aphasia, which is the inability to compute speech. And, mm-hmm. you know, I luckily having worked for bear for over two decades, I learned the importance of taking aspirin and calling 911 and connecting with my doctor yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I was diagnosed with a rare disease um, called Moya Moya. It's mm-hmm. a narrowing of the blood supply to the brain. And I had this my whole life. And this is a perfect example of we don't know what we don't know. Right. And, you know, symptoms are a key sign to help us take action. It's something we need to listen to. You mentioned uh, stress mm-hmm. and f- uh, stress and fatigue. I think all of us have stress and fatigue like all the time now. It's been, uh, yeah. it's, it's been, yeah. intru- you know. Well, some, usually uh, when... It's very true, and that's one of the reasons why it almost cost my life to ignore things that, you know, usually when something feels off, it is. And, you know, time doesn't wait when we have these, when we don't feel right. Um, It's important to talk to your doctor and to take action on those things. Now, Dougie Fresh is is, uh, known for uh, entertainment and such. Uh, What led you into this category of interest? Well... Uh, what brought me into this category is, you know, I'm looking around in the community. I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, not really friends you grew up with, uh, you know, kids around the community. Like you just said, a lot of kids are not as active as they used to be. Uh-huh. You know, you see kids, they don't go out and play and 
do the things that they used to do. A lot of them are on their phones and stuff like that. Yeah. So I would yeah. see this go all over the country. And it made me say, you know, if I can motivate people to go and get a checkup, because I've seen so many of my fellow uh, artists pass away from Biz Markey to Nate Dogg to UTFO from the rap group back in the days. Kango, he passed away. You know, Houdini is an artist in that group, Ecstasy. And I can go on and on with the list. Yeah. I've seen so many artists pass away from not getting checked up. You know, just going to get a checkup opens up so much insight so that you can prevent things from happening. And that's what makes me always say to people that an ounce of prevention beats a ton of cure. So I was motivated by seeing what was going on around me. And I said, well, what could I do about it? And me as an artist and a person that really take health very seriously, I got with a doctor named Dr. Elijah Day Williams and we formulated a foundation called Hip Hop Public Health. And we use hip hop as a tool to educate kids in schools, hundreds of thousands of kids in schools all over and give them tools so that they can see the symptoms of a stroke and other things. So for example, with the stroke, we made a song called Stroke Ain't No Joke. And we have a part in the song where we use the word fast to describe the symptoms of a stroke. Mm -hmm. For example, we say F is for the face. You see a droopiness in the face. A is for the arm. You feel a sharpness in the arm. Mm -hmm. S is for the speech. Speech is starting to slur. T is for the time. Time to do what? Call 911. So we made this song. He gave me the information. I turned it into a dance, a video, a beat. These kids learned it in these schools. And they came home, and different children from the schools saved their grandmother's life, their mother's life, their father's life. And to me, that was, that was a great thing to see them use this information to save a parent's life. Yeah. And that is what got me involved in wanting to do work like this. Well, thank you, uh, because that uh, as society moves on and becomes more sedentary where everything is done for you, you don't have to do anything. They even deliver food to your house, a sandwich. Come on, get, go get it yourself. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, it's exactly. going in the wrong direction. So thank you for, for doing that. Uh, Deanna, um, Bear, uh, Bear Aspirin, uh, I take a, uh, what they call a baby aspirin, but I guess it's low dose, <laughs> interchangeable. So do uh, I. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think almost everybody should at a, at a certain point in their lives. Um, uh, tell me what that actually does. So, um, Aspirin essentially thins your blood to help prevent any clotting, mm -hmm. an event of a stroke or a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And aspirin may not be appropriate for everyone, so it's important to talk to your right, doctor before right. anyone would think about beginning an aspirin regimen. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it is a life-changing drug. Um, it really could. And for me, I think it played a big part in buying me some time. It was the only mm -hmm. hope I had mm -hmm. um, to take that mm -hmm. aspirin in the, the, when I was having that experience. And um you know, I would encourage everyone to talk to their doctor about what's best for them. Yeah. Um, but yes, aspirin is, um, it, as they call it, the wonder drug for a reason. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let, let me, is the major reason that people don't do preventive health is because they're nervous or scared about what the results might be? Uh, is, is that a factor? 
I, I think so. Think fear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's that that's what does it. But I think what happens is that it builds up and it builds up, and yeah. and whatever was small becomes bigger now. And I understand that fear. You don't want to know, but when you don't know and you're walking around and you're seeing certain things happen, it makes you just say, you know, like, shouldn't I find out what's going on? Because probably I can prevent this from getting worse, you know? And that's why I always say an ounce of prevention beats a ton of cure. And it really is true. And, you know, but you got to, you got to get that strength in you, you know, to confront going and seeing, you know, just going to get a checkup, a basic checkup, just so you know where yeah. things are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you catch most things early, they can be uh, resolved. Uh, but there comes a point right. where, where if, if you didn't pay attention to it, and now, now, we, now it's, you got to work harder and it's going to be more difficult. So, yeah. Um, how do we get more information on this? So I'd encourage listeners to go to checkyourheartrisks.com or bearaspirin.com uh-huh. to access a free assessment and education to learn more about their heart health. Well, Deanna, and also, uh, um, yes, go on. For hip hop um, health, I would also go to hhph.org. Excellent. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, for opening people's eyes on this because you're saving lives really by doing this. So it is appreciated. Oh. Thank you. And uh, for using thank your, you. your, your... Thank your, you very uh, much. Okay. You take care of yourselves. You, you too. too. Okay. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Well, that'll do it for me today. I'll be back again on Monday with a brand new show. Actually, I think we have... No, I'm not even sure. I'll be back Monday with a brand new show. But until that time arrives, I wish you peace. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I have no idea.